Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on the fourth article of the Oxford Confession, talking about justification. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowe. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. I should say I'm joining you guys. No, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is Brett's world. We're all just living uh, no, in No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Someday you'll have a uh, 10-part documentary filmed on oh. your life as a pastor. <laughs> I don't have a, a camera crew following. Machinations of a Lutheran yeah, pastor. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no real equivalent into the church what they did with the last dance. Not really. Absolutely no, fascinating. I loved it. I, I grew, up in, childhood, I grew right? up in the Chicagoland area and my dad had a sports mem- memorabilia store and all the whole bit and just ate it all up. So loved it. You know, and the one thing as we're talking about justification, and I was we were talking about this off mic a bit. Yeah, the one thing that um, God has really taught me because it's one of the central questions I keep posing to my congregation is: if we're in a time of suffering or in a time of difficulty, what does God want to show me? I think that's really what makes things redemptive, mm-hmm. and where Christ, the sanctification, cyclical sanctification, yeah. comes back into play. But the one thing that has really been resonating and more cemented in my heart and mind is that this is important. Mm-hmm. These things yeah. that you know, that's an understatement. And, and yeah. well, and because no, know, some people but, are going to yeah. say, "Well, I don't need this theology stuff. I just need Jesus." Yeah, yeah. give me the red which, letters. Which is yep. a ridiculous statement. False dichotomy. When you start to think about it. But these things are important and they mm-hmm. are so worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have like this renewed vigor, hmm. excitement. Great. To, to even preach the gospel with even more clarity than I ever have before. And to begin to just really ask God to clarify mm-hmm. my separation of long gospel yeah. that I may preach the saving gospel of Jesus Christ Amen. in a more clear Mm-hmm. and more concise and accurate manner. Great. And I'm excited about that. That's what the, this whole talk about justification yeah. is so exciting because as we talked about last week, you can never know it all. Mm-hmm. You can never know too much about it. It's, the gospel should be like a salty food, like French fries. Yeah. <laughs> the more you eat it, the, the more, more you, you want. want. Uh, yeah. You just, you know, there's, there's never, there has never ever been the right amount of French fries in my bag at McDonald's. Chips and salsa are that for me. Yeah. I can't yeah. stop. The Whatever. bonus ones in the bottom <laughs> yeah, of the, the bag. Bonus fry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but what you're saying, Brian, you just think about every American Christian mm-hmm. that has ever lived is desperate to hear the voice of God, is mm-hmm. desperate to discover God's will yeah. for their lives. And in the most general and most direct sense of our faith, God is screaming to us from the pages of Scripture, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's the entire message of the Bible. And all of this clamoring we do for God, show me what you want me to do. Show me what you want me to know. To make and, me look better, to make mm-hmm. me feel but, better because I feel like I'm, I'm earning or paying God back. Well, mm-hmm. they, and it's, it's, it's just completely missing the point because 
God's doing that. The thing he wants us to know is the absolute certainty and completeness of our salvation. And I think the thing we miss when we don't do that is the extravagant, inexhaustible aspect of his grace. Yes, Hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. If we aren't willing to do the heavy lifting, the work, the study on justification, to really get in there and try Mm -hmm. to understand it as best we can, even though we're never going to fully understand it, you are missing an opportunity to see the extravagant nature of his grace and mercy. Amen. And, and that's what I love about this podcast is we get to take time to talk about these things and, and it affects us as our, as pastors in our own congregations. And whoever is listening to this, it's going to have uh, that kind of effect on them, hopefully. And uh, just to have that spreading of this uh, this gospel uh, focus on... Infectious excitement yeah. is yeah, what, we, right. what, is what I think all of yeah. us really want to convey because all yep. of us are excited about this, mm-hmm. all three of us, you yep. know. Yep, exactly. Yep, right on. So you're going to give us, uh, we're going to talk about the Roman response to Mm -hmm. justification today. That's always a part of the Lutheran history and in the confessions. The Augsburg Confession was presented, it was rejected and Mm -hmm. responded to by the Romans, and then the Lutherans in turn responded to that with the Apology. And so you're going to refresh us on the article of justification, and then we'll go into what the Romans said. Right. We we thought it would be wise to read the article each time in these episodes, just to Keep it in front of us. Uh, Article 4 of the Augsburg Confession and Apology of Justification. (laughs) I've trained you well. Yes, right. Uh, It says, Also they teach that men cannot be justified before God by their own strength, merits, or works, but are freely justified for Christ's sake through faith when they believe that they are received into favor and that their sins are forgiven for Christ's sake, who by his death has made satisfaction for our sins. This faith God imputes for righteousness in his sight. Romans 3 and 4. Yeah. There it is again. That's chapters 3 and 4. Romans chapter 3, the whole whole chapter. chapter. Whole chapter. Two chapters. Yeah. Yeah, so Jason, you were talking about um, the Roman confutation and the response to that. Uh, Where do we go from there? So. the Romans agree with the Lutheran condemnation of Pelagians. Uh, they they agree that, you know, that's not how we're saved. And then after that point, they turn into Pelagians. <laughs> that's how it, it works itself out. But actually in rejecting this article, the Romans go so far as to accuse the Lutherans of heresy. Uh, in the actual confutation, and you can find a copy mm-hmm. of the Roman confutation on bookofconcord.org, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the more underrated features of bookofconcord.org. Mm-hmm. We can find the official Catholic response to mm. what it was. Now, uh, we, we mentioned at the beginning of this section on the Augsburg Confession, I'll mention it again, the Roman Catholics no longer see uh, the Roman confutation as the official Catholic response. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see it as being really unfortunate. It, it's really miserably written. The <laughs> I would say the Council are, of Trent is more of yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. So right. the Council of Trent is in fact the Roman confutation or the Roman response eyes, yeah. to right. the Reformation. And and then you mentioned last week that yeah, Chemnitz. Martin Chemnitz, who was the generation after Luther, wrote a five or six volume response to the Council of Trent that is really uh, one of the more important Lutheran works ever written, especially yeah. by someone not Luther. Especially the, that section on justification. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he really gets into the nitty gritty as to the differences of infusion versus mm-hmm. imputation. And yeah, if you really want to take a deep dive, Chemnitz is your guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So the Romans uh, deny that men are unable to acquire merit by divine grace. They mm-hmm. say that we, in our efforts, can acquire the merit that completes our good works. Uh, quote from um, the confutation itself is that it is entirely contrary to Holy Scripture to deny that our works are meritorious. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of verses that they pull out of context that we're not going to study. Uh, and then they accuse the Lutherans <laughs> with the heresy of Manichaeanism, hmm. which is a Gnostic heresy uh, that involves a... Manicures? The, yeah, manicures. <laughs> it's, it's the, they're the very first people to shut down during the COVID. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, very first heretics to shut it down. No, uh, uh, right. Uh, it's it, like all Gnostic heresies. The first part is that spiritual is good, mm-hmm. material is bad. And the, yeah. that accusation comes from the Roman Catholics saying everything's done by faith and not by our works in the world. Um the the Manichaeans taught that the goal of man is to free good in him from the evil <laughs> and uh, that they accused them uh, us of having a heresy that Jesus was not an actual person hmm. of spiritualizing the things that Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that ends up with uh, what they rejected where where Roman or the Lutherans have now been accused of heresy. And so what follows in the apology, is the longest section mm-hmm. uh, on one article in the entire Book of Concord. The, mm-hmm. the, uh, the apology, the response to the Roman rejection of mm-hmm. uh, justification. So where the apology starts and what is going to make up the meat and potatoes of this episode is Ooh, that... And now I'm getting hung- hungry yeah, no. again. Oh, we just we just had Chipotle. Well, I was like, how yeah. can you be hungry after that? He said meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes, man. You're always hungry for meat and potatoes. Yeah. My two favorite vegetables. If you, always, if you said chips and salsa. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a fully vegetable dinner right there. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like in the words of the great Ron Swanson, vegetables are the food of my food. There you go. <laughs> but, well, but your point really brings in the whole idea of a long gospel too. Yeah. You know, right. and this is mm-hmm. the, something obviously... Walther took mm-hmm. to uh, you know to a really I didn't want it's to a good uh, extreme but I didn't want to all the way that way <laughs> it, it is but it was important yeah. and you know even um, Luther and Chemnitz or mm-hmm. Chemnitz they all both talked about this and this is where the danger of mingling long gospel mm-hmm. is yep. and that's the issue the apology defines is the Roman Lutheran conflict on justification is a confusion of law and gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and really, I think you could, and I'm not a historical theologian, I, I think you could probably tie every corruption of the doctrine of justification back to confusing law and gospel. Mm-hmm. I agree. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and when law and gospel is confused, infusion is the natural result. Infusion mm-hmm. or just plain out wrote works righteousness. Because yeah, a, a right. lot of, you know, Wesleyan theology tends itself to that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then the extreme uh, side of that is that holiness movement where you can get to the Perfect point where you can't mm-hmm. sin anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that is a natural outcome of mingling long gospel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and the other side of that same coin when you're screwing up the law is everyone kind of tries to be fair and say, well, it's just a high view of the law. We want to make sure we obey the law. And, and really, anyone's claiming this high view of the law, what they're really misunderstanding is that's an incredibly low view 
yeah. of the mm. law yeah. because yep. we lower God's law to the point where it actually becomes achievable. Right. And we yes. have the expectation that you can do it. This is where pietism went off the rails uh, uh, in the Lutheran church, especially with the, uh, the, the followers of Philip Spainer. And then in our heritage in the mm-hmm. Scandinavian churches where pietism at its worst is a lowering of the law so that you can achieve the law. And what that does is it really dulls the impact of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Then, and then what we don't realize is when we do that, we're actually lowering <laughs> God and making God more human, yep. you yeah. know, in a sense. Yeah. And where he, he he ceases to be the holy and righteous triune God that he is. We, 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 yeah, we lower God's decision, we eliminate Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I love the way Mike Horton on the White Horse Inn says what happens when you go down this path. He yeah. says we end up with a uh, a crossless Christ and yeah. a Christless yeah. Christianity. Right. And well, yeah, very well said. When you have a law-based justification, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happens. And so what we have to do as Lutherans now is we mm-hmm. have to stop at this point yeah. and avoid the overcorrection falling off the other side of the horse mm-hmm. where we end up with law, bad, gospel, good. Mm-hmm. And so... What is the problem we have with the law yeah. and our justification is really the question that we'll be answering. It's like we're pushing up against a tension on one side yep. and pushing up the tension on the other side. Find the tension mm-hmm. and live there. And so the law does, in fact, cause us a problem, mm-hmm. but that's not because the law is the problem. It's because we mm-hmm. have the problem. Right. And that's what we're looking at. So the, the, the really the first problem with the law, and it's it's a funny way of thinking about it, the first problem with the law is that there are two tablets. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an iPad? Yeah, like in, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no. It's not like that at all. <laughs> you're totally wrong. No, but you know, they, Moses has the two stone tablets yeah. and, and for centuries now, or not for, for millennia now, the, the church has ordered mm-hmm. that is to the commandments that govern our relationship with God mm-hmm. and the commandments that govern our relationship with man. Mm-hmm. In a law-based justification, mm-hmm. the, only the commandments that govern our relationship with other humans Mm -hmm. matter for justification. For what that means in a Lutheran perspective is commandments one, two, and three get thrown out the window. If you're a Calvinist Mm -hmm. and listening to us, what it means is commandments one, two, three, and four get thrown out Mm -hmm. the window. But uh, Luther in his fights with the Roman Catholic church, he's like, guys, four through 10, Pump the brakes, man. We got to talk about one through three. <laughs> he, the Luther ordering the commandments the way he did. I can in see the him saying that. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a German colloquialism right. that I was using. But uh, uh, you know, you shall have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. And Luther says, "Full stop, right there. We can't do it." Mm-hmm. And the Roman Catholic Church says, "Yes, we can. Of course, we can." <laughs> and the reason the Roman Catholic Church says that is because you can't measure it. Hmm. And so the Roman Catholics will turn and say, "Have you committed adultery?" Have you stolen? Have you disobeyed your parents? Have you mm-hmm. lied? Mm-hmm. And all those things are measurable. Just like the Pharisees. Yeah, they're yeah. tangible. And the Pharisees had it down. How many steps mm-hmm. can you take on Saturday? Yep. And you go to the grocery store and you take the pepper that you bought and you take a tenth of that out and you bring it to church with you the next day and you get 90% of the pepper you bought, right? The, you, you tithe from your mint and cumin and dill, mm-hmm. but you ignore the weightier matters of the law, mm-hmm. justice and righteousness. Hmm. And mercy. Mm-hmm. And the two tablets of the law become mm-hmm. a problem for us. Sure. 
Because the starting point of the law's interaction for us is how we relate to God, is God in his holiness as the standard for our holiness. So when the law says, you shall have no other gods before me, Luther explains that anything that you trust mm-hmm. becomes a God. Yeah. And uh, another Lutheran pastor uh, mm-hmm. that I like to listen to has said, you want to know what the idols in your life are? Mm. Ask yourself the question, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where you'll find the idols. Yep. And uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Are you attaching God's name to falsehood? Mm-hmm. And then is Jesus your rest or are you mm-hmm. working for everything? And so our problem with the law is that one, we only look at the things we think we can do. And then two, we're only measure, measuring the surface level things. And that's mm-hmm. where Jesus walked in and said, okay, you haven't murdered anyone. Good job. <laughs> but have you hated anyone? Yeah. Right, yeah. It's yeah. a hard issue. He gets yeah. a, it's not the letter of the law. It's, yeah. and, it's, he cuts, yeah. cuts deep. And, and he does it with every commandment, either mm-hmm. overtly or subtle, subtly. Yep. You know, yep. He talks about the fourth commandment, mm-hmm. render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. With uh, mm-hmm. when they tried to catch him with the the temple tax, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know he covers the sixth commandment, a murder and adultery directly mm-hmm. in the Sermon on the Mount, and he covers uh, false witness with mm-hmm. uh, korban, mm-hmm. and and you know all those sorts of things, and it's really stunning if you start to get a grasp on what the real standard of the law is, you crumble. Mm-hmm. You, and and in the Roman Pre- Catholics, preaching the law and all its sternness. Exactly, yeah. and the Roman Catholics have this have this sort of saying that uh, God wouldn't prescribe it unless we could do it, and it's in fact the very opposite of that. God gave us the mm-hmm. law because we can't do it, so that we go to yeah, Him right. for grace and mercy. I think I've heard others say that besides no. Catholics. I know have, have it, picked but, up on that. No, it, yeah. you know, well, it's. You know, we've we've mentioned multiple times. It's really quite alarming at just how Roman Catholic most of American <laughs> Protestantism is. And, and don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the, what they're rejecting as Roman Catholics are just the forms mm-hmm. and, and the underlying truths behind all the pageantry of the Roman Catholic liturgical system. The theology is still all there in American Protestantism. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we might not worship the saints as such the way mm-hmm. the Roman Catholics did 500 years ago, but the culture of celebrity got pastor. Christian heroes, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and all of that is there. And so when the law becomes a problem, the next pillar to crumble is righteousness. Mm-hmm. And we look at what we're doing as the measure of our righteousness instead of God's standard as the measure of righteousness. And then we look at forgiveness. And forgiveness in the mind of a generic American Christian usually ends up as, did I make it right? Mm-hmm. Did I earn it back? And, and and if you really want tangible evidence, go back to the last election cycle, if you can stomach it, to 2016, and find out, look for the question where the reporter asked Donald Trump if he's ever repented of his sins. Hmm. And Donald Trump's answer to that was, I've never repented of my sins. I usually just go out and make it right. Mm-hmm. That is the modern American mind, its concept of forgiveness. Penance. Mm-hmm. Penance. What do you know, right? So this is where the law. You know, not that there isn't repentance, you know, not that there isn't repentance and that there is growth that can come uh, from, you know, confessing our sin 
uh, to lay aside every sin and weight that clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that has already been won that has been set before mm-hmm. us. So that we're not talking about that. But what we're talking about is this idea of earning, you know, and it's funny because if we do that, if we walk in that, we're actually believe in some way, shape, or form we can add to Christ's righteousness. Yeah. We add to it or it wasn't good enough or it's for an entirely or wasn't more, different purpose. It wasn't purpose. as complete enough. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and what you end up with, if you follow the pattern of the Roman Catholic system under the law, is a twisted sort of concept of grace where God is only giving you just enough to finish the job. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's the Roman Catholic concept of grace is that age old tale of the college student who goes on a backpacking trip in Europe and runs out of money before he can fly back home. (laughs) And mom and dad put just enough in his bank account to get him back home. Mm -hmm. That's what it ends up looking like. Now we can stop picking on the Roman Catholics here. How much of that Mm. is there in American Christianity? Mm -hmm. It's all maybe not all just American place. Christianity too. Yeah, well, and I I say American Christianity because it's my context and right. it's my background. I can't speak for what's going on on the continent or mm-hmm. what's going on in Africa or what's going on with Asian yeah. Christianity just because sure. of lack of exposure. Gotcha. But absolutely, mm-hmm. because this is the default position of the sinful nature. It's mm-hmm. me, 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 all about me. Mm-hmm. But but you look at it. And we have this concept in America of a God who's only willing to do just enough if he's measured us as sincere. Hmm. Think about the way Hmm. we pray in America. We pray to change God's mind. We pray as if we're praying to a reluctant God who's sick of our whining. And Brian, what, what I love about you is you, you use this word extravagance all the time when you talk about God's grace. It, it, we need to have this concept, and we talked about it a few weeks ago with the Bible study on John one eighteen. This idea of the waves crashing against the floor, we've all of the shore. We've all received from Him grace mm-hmm. upon grace, grace, and yeah. it, the, the 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 you know the terms that have been used are a superabundance of grace. Mm-hmm. That in Christ Jesus, God's grace for us can never mm-hmm. run out. Mm-hmm. Christ's death one time on the cross, paid for the sins of all of the world, past, mm-hmm. present, and future. Mm-hmm. They were nailed to the cross, what you read last week in Colossians 2. And, and in a law-based Christianity, I won't mm-hmm. even pick again on the Roman Catholics, in a law-based Christianity, yeah. what you end up with is a capricious God who was only willing to get you just barely into heaven. There's no comfort there's no assurance, mm-hmm. and the development of Christian virtue becomes a burden and a mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a maybe a good place to end here. And maybe Brian has a gospel verse. I do. Yeah, I do. First Corinthians, I think, is uh, a wonderful thing to read here. And I got to find my beginning because you caught me off guard here. <laughs> so, what do you think is like the most undervalued aspect of justification. We'll get to it next week. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll absolutely get to it next week. Cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. And I know you're just trying to fill space so you can find your passage. (laughs) I'll I'll edit all this out of it. I'm sorry. Um, I had it 
Here, hang on. What verse are you looking for? Okay, I got you it. You have the generic? I got, I got it. Okay. No, definitely keep this all in. It's really riveting radio. <laughs> and okay, we're reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next time as we continue our discussion on Article 4 of the Augsburg Confession, Justification. God bless you and have a great week.